WWFLIP, when we feel like it podcast, where we broadcast, when the fuck we feel like it shine right back in the building. And that song right there is by Dante Higgins. It's called Get to the Bag, and it's one of his newest singles out there in the streets. Check it out. And yeah, it's quite a bit to talk about this week. I guess I'll get the heavy shit out of the way, and I'll say RIP Pop Smoke. It's an unfortunate and unnecessary situation that just happened with him. And for those who don't know, Pop Smoke is a young rapper from New York, Brooklyn to be exact. And his life was abruptly ended from his stay in L.A. Somebody did a home invasion on him and shot him repeatedly. And he did pass away. So once again, R.I.P. to Pop Smoke. But he did ruffle a lot of feathers before he passed. So it was a lot of street speculation going on after he did pass away, leaving a lot of people to question what really happened. Three notable things. One, he got into it with a guy on Instagram or Twitter about about so-called pictures that was taken to Pop Smoke. They got into a little back and forth, a little light beef. With that one, I don't think it was them. At first, I was questioning if they were from California or not, but I don't think they are. I think it was from somewhere else. Then he had another situation where somebody let him borrow a Rolls Royce, and Pop Smoke ended up taking it to New York and modifying the car and all type of wild shit. That person is actually from L.A. And then, of course, you got the underlying gang shit and everything going on with that. And also you being, you know, a new up and coming notable rapper and that alone makes you a target. So you add all that together and it just leaves a lot of people wondering what the hell really happened. Out of all the things I just named, I would have to say that you taking somebody's half a million dollar car is probably the the most egregious part of what happened. And then on top of that, hours before you died, you end up inadvertently leaking your your location onto Instagram live. So from what it looks like, they didn't take anything from him. They just ended up rushing into the spot and killing him and taking off. They didn't take anything from the house or anything. Nobody got robbed, nothing like that. They just killed him and left. So I would have to assume they were already looking for him. That seems to be the only thing that I could say. They were already looking for him. He inadvertently posted his location. They got what they needed in terms of where he was at, and they made that, they made that move on him, unfortunately. And a lot of people would like to say, where where are the people to tell you not to do stupid shit like this? Promoting the gang shit and all this other shit. I'm pretty sure people were telling him not to do this type of shit. But again, once you're making noise and making money, it's hard to tell that person that's generating enormous amounts of attention and income not to do what is making them popular. So that's a very delicate balance. It's a very fine line. People love to think that there's nobody around telling people not to do dumb shit. But when people are on that level that's making money, if you are telling them things that they don't like to hear, they're just going to get rid of you. 
So I'm pretty sure it was people telling him not to do this type of shit. And he probably got them out of his circle. But again, that's just that's just hearsay from my part. I'm just speaking on his situation and other people's situations. This is not just necessarily towards him. But again, people, you have to move smarter. If you're posting something on the internet in regards to your location, don't post it the day that you are fucking there. Post that shit weeks later, months later, that type of shit. Don't post it when it's actually fucking happening. That's fucking crazy. And on top of that, New York and L.A. already have a weird animosity towards each other and a weird energy towards each other ever since the Pac and Big shit and probably even before that because, you know, a lot of people act a lot tougher against New York people because, you know, New York has this image of being rude and tough and fast talking and all that type of shit. So you have to understand that you got to be fucking careful. Also, people, you have to understand L.A. is the extortion capital of the fucking country. If you want to get your shit robbed or anything like that, by all means, go to L.A. They're going to make it happen for you. You always hear celebrities getting robbed and all that type of shit in L.A. One, the houses and shit are on fucking TMZ tours and shit. You can take a tour of famous people's houses of exactly where they live and all that type of shit. So these places are not hard to find and shit. If you want to, you could take a fucking tour of Chris Brown's house, the outside of it and all that type of shit. These houses are like landmarks. And of course, this is outside of Pop Smoke situation. I'm talking about L.A. in general now. Also, L.A. is one of the only places that still have protocol in terms of gangs and shit. Like, they still have order over there. You still have to ask certain people if you can make certain moves on certain people and all that type of shit. People see the beautiful women with fake asses and titties and all this type of shit. People see the palm trees and the beaches and shit and think it's fucking safe out there. It is not fucking safe. A quick funny story Well it's not funny but A quick story My first time in LA Me and my co-workers Was down there for business But we had some off time And we were going to the beach And I was before we went to that beach Somebody got murdered on the beach Before we even got there But that's just how crazy LA is I mean that shit could happen anywhere At any time It does not fucking matter They do not give a fuck They killed Nipsey Hussle In front of his own store In broad daylight In front of multiple people and back to Pop Smoke, though, um, it's funny because my last episode, I was actually going to talk about his album and how much I hated it and shit like that and how terrible I thought his music was. And I'm kind of glad I didn't do that because it would have looked distasteful after the events that happened the, the fucking next week after. So I'm kind of glad I didn't do that. But nah, I wasn't fond of his music at all, not in the slightest bits. But again, I still feel sympathy for I still feel empathetic about what happened to him. You never want to see that happen to anybody, but... Hey man, it is unfortunate, but you playing with fire. There's already a history between LA and New York. You take somebody's car that's worth almost a half a million dollars, act like it never happened, and then you go back to LA like shit sweet. Shit is not sweet. And I did want to get into his style of music and all that, but I get into that on another episode because I'm not trying to slander. Slander the young man in this time. I'll talk about it another time, but. That is the problem with the younger generation. I call them like babies, not crack babies. I grew up during the crack baby era, but now this era is the like babies. They getting high off likes. And for you to take somebody's vehicle that's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, that's some like baby shit. Because you can't do that shit and be in your right mind. You're thinking about all the women you're going to get with it. You're thinking about all the pictures you're going to take with it. You're thinking about all the videos you're going to put it in. You're thinking about all the type of weirdo shit. But yes, it got you attention. Attention from the dude that you stole it from. But anyway, I ain't 
I'm gonna leave that shit alone. But yeah, y'all like babies gotta fucking take it easy. Take it all the way easy. Y'all need to fucking relax, for sure. But I did wanna talk about Quentin Miller also. About a week or two ago, he was talking about the fucking anniversary of, if you read this, it's too late, Drake's project and how he felt about it and how he was reflecting on it and how he didn't feel like it was a good time for him and shit because it was supposed to be the best moment of his life, but it turned out to be the worst. And how Meek Mill pretty much ruined his life. And I kind of want to break down Meek Mill's relationship history. If you remember that time about him leaking the information about Drake and shit, people always wonder why exactly that shit happened. But now it's pretty fucking clear. It was clear then to me, but now it's crystal clear now. It's not even a question anymore. All you have to do is look at his past behavior in terms of his relationships with women. And you have your answer. For instance, Meek Mill just got into an altercation with Nicki Minaj's fiance or husband, whatever it is. And then if you look before that, he had his entourage beat up Safari. Now, if you go back, he had the altercation with Drake and Quentin Miller. So his real altercation with Drake had to be over Nicki Minaj if you put all this shit together. And I thought it was obvious then, but now it's, like I say, it's pretty much crystal clear. There's nowhere else for it to go. And that's the problem what I have with so-called hood niggas, man. A lot of y'all be fake as fuck. Meek Mill is looking like a real lame right now. He's doing nothing but lame activity. He even had the verse about how she's dating a lame dude or some shit like that. That's that's goofy, super goofy nigga activity. You cannot do that. I mean, of course you can, but you will get laughed at. It's just highly ridiculous. So this man, Quentin Miller, lost his leg and lost his fucking music career over a dude who was jealous over Nicki Minaj. A woman that he already had. They were already together when he was beefing with Drake. Him and Nicki were already dating, already together. And I feel like he still feel like she might have had feelings for Drake or some shit like that. And he was on some trying to cross you out the game type shit. He was trying to make Drake seem less cool to Nicki at the end of the day. That's all it could have been. If you go through the history, you'll see it clearly. That he has a problem with dudes in reference to his girlfriend or ex-girlfriends. Which now brings me to Amber Rose. It seems like her dude put her up to this. I feel like he inspired her to get this tattoo on her head. She said it was in, in reference to Kobe Bryant. I'm like, don't don't put Kobe's name into this shit. Now, for those who don't know, Amber Rose got a huge tattoo on her forehead of her children's names, I believe. And her boyfriend did the same thing. He has his children's birthdays on his forehead or some shit like that. Now, Amber Rose was is trying to say she was inspired by Kobe Bryant to do this. And I'm just like, sweetie, baby girl, that was not Kobe. That was cocaine. You need to relax. Don't don't put that on Kobe. <laughs> Kobe didn't make you feel that way. Sorry. Fuck out of here. Amber Rose is always a weirdo. Like, I, I never cared for her. She was always on some goofy shit. For instance, she was always trying to say slick things about black people and shit like that. Black women in particular. And she always distanced herself from being black. But Amber Rose is Cape Verdean. And she'll still say that she's not black. She's Cape Verdean. Cape Verde is in fucking Africa. <laughs> like people, I don't know, man. It, it, it's just fucking crazy. But once again, Cape Verde is in fucking Africa. Amber Rose is essentially a black woman. A fair-skinned black woman. And y'all already know how I feel about Nicki Minaj. I had an entire episode called... Last of the Dying Divas And I pretty much broke down How Nicki Minaj's career would be And all type of shit And why her career is in the state that it is 
So if you don't know what the fuck that is, check that out. It's very informative and everything I said pretty much happened from that episode. So go back and check that out. I don't know what number it is, but that's the title. And yeah, it's still Fuck Oprah. Has nothing to do with anything, but I just thought I would bring that up. And don't forget, boys and girls, Oprah is short for oppression. Keep your third eye open to stay woke. <laughs> oh, that's just a joke for you. For you goofy niggas out there, relax. Oh my gosh, you're a fake woke. No, motherfucker, it was a joke. And yeah, though, I would like to chalk up Pop Smoke's death to envy and hate and all that type of shit, but it looks like it was some form of get back. Because again, they didn't rob him, none of that. It was just, we were already looking for you. We found out where you were, and we made an example out of you. Now, whatever example that is, I have no idea. But we see the results of it, though. He made a couple mistakes that cost him his life at the end of the day. And for anybody listening, you just have to watch this type of shit and learn from it to make sure you don't make those same mistakes. But it's definitely a lesson there, whether we find out what really happened or not. There are certain things you could take away from that situation and make sure you don't do the same thing. And rewinding back a little bit, like the passing of Juice World and shit like that, I want to talk about drugs and drug use and all that type of shit. Back on one of the episodes, it was probably, it might have been a No Boundaries episode when I was talking about how a lot of these motherfuckers not really doing drugs and shit like that. How a lot of these artists not really doing drugs. And I still stand behind that, but I didn't fully explain what I meant. Because I know people like, but people, these, these artists dying every fucking day of, of drug overdoses. Most of these motherfuckers are drug addicts already. And they just getting, they getting promoted as artists and shit. These motherfuckers don't really have no inherent talent or anything. But I'm talking about the actual artists that are actually making the biggest noise and the most money. Most of these motherfuckers are not doing drugs on that level. Fuck no. I still stand behind that. You take somebody like Future. Future sounds articulate as fuck. Watch a Future interview. He's coherent. He's present minded. He's not slurring words. He speaks perfect English. And he's very present in the moment. Now you watch somebody like, um, what's the, damn, what's that, uh, the white rapper's name that died from an overdose? God damn it. Oh yeah, Mac Miller. You watch a Mac Miller interview. He is the complete opposite. He is not present minded. He doesn't seem like he's there, but he still has like a charismatic type of jokey type of demeanor. He can still like put jokes and shit together. But you could tell that motherfucker is completely fucking wasted. He's completely fucking gone. Now you look at somebody like The Weeknd and shit. Now The Weeknd doesn't really do interviews and shit. But if you look like his, look at like his old fucking video recordings and shit, you will see that drugs don't really seem to be present. He's like a real fucking damn near like a rich kid who just a rich kid that's pretty much glorifying you know the, the party life and all that type of shit. But he doesn't really seem like he's really a part of that type of shit. Now you look at the youngins. Who are coming up Who are studying all these people Yeah A lot of these motherfuckers are on drugs But again These motherfuckers are on drugs Before the music These motherfuckers are just doing drugs And they have a look And they're just being marketed As artists and shit like that Because we're not gonna act like These motherfuckers are talented And shit like These motherfuckers are just Putting together amazing Classic records and shit like that No These motherfuckers are not doing that At all They putting together Some right now type shit That's about it because, again, I grew up in Houston, Texas, where lean is a real thing. When somebody's on lean, you fucking see the results of that shit. Their fucking gut becomes super swollen. They they move and, they move and act like a fucking zombie. They are not present-minded. You could literally damn near just put your hand on one of these cats' pockets and just take their wallet and take all their money and shit. And 
they wouldn't even feel that shit and pause by the way but that's how gone you are when you sip and lean and doing all this other shit i've been around these type of cats and once you sip lean you really you really don't come back from that type of shit your mind is damn near permanently altered when you when you do it on that level you got to be years removed from that shit for you to be seeming like a regular person again because i went to work with cats like that these motherfuckers were zombies these motherfuckers just trying to figure out another way to to get the next fucking pint or however much they were buying at the time motherfuckers leaving work and shit to get it on the clock coming back high as fuck that type of shit just super fiend type shit it's a whole different type of situation and shit that's why i say most of these real rappers who are really making the most noise and most money and has the most influence these motherfuckers are not doing drugs on that level and also we we losing a lot of young rappers young people period either from the gang violence from the drug overdoses or just fucking lack of common sense period and also law enforcement and you know all type of racist type shit motherfuckers just have to move smarter now you have to move smarter there's no way around this shit it's just fucking ridiculous at this point these young cats dying every fucking week now so all the people out there who feel like they get hated on and all this other shit just understand when you high off life niggas will try to sober you up and with that said this is when we feel like a podcast where we broadcast when the fuck we feel like it shine gone